Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey everyone, good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We're glad to be with you this morning on this Monday, the beginning of a new week, or the second day of the new week anyway. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Steve Splonskowski. How are you doing this morning, Steve? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's exciting to be back here with you, Brandon, and I always love hosting on Real Presence Live. It's just yeah. kind of a fun fun thing to do on a Monday morning. It's a lot of fun, and we actually, we haven't hosted Real Presence Live since April, because... In May, we helped out with the, the Spring Live Drive, and yeah. that was a lot of fun, too. But it's always great to, uh, to come back to Real Presence Live. It is. It's, uh, it's home for us, so it's a great place to be. Absolutely. And another place that is great to be and, and that we should start with is uh, prayer before we get into all of our wonderful guests and all of our wonderful topics. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you have given me. Please cover me with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help me know your will and surrender to it more completely. Father, please heal my negative emotions and any wounds in my heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic intergenerational and addictive material, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against me, my relationships and family, finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, I forgive and ask for forgiveness for my sins and failings, and ask that my whole person, body and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values, be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, through the name power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect in and around me of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm me in any way. I command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to leave me peacefully and quietly. Jesus, I thank you for healing the effects of these spirits in and around me. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void and fill any void in me with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for me and with me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's a powerful prayer. It is. You know, it's kind of become a, uh, a family prayer that uh, we have on our, our mirror as we're brushing our teeth and, and pray it every morning. It just... It, you just feel covered in, in, in the protection of the Lord. And uh, we really need that each day to, uh, to begin our day and, and to, to know what the Lord wants us to do and, and how we're called to, uh, to do it. So 
It's actually, a, you're supposed to brush your teeth for a certain amount of time, right? So that I'm sure that that prayer actually yeah. covers that amount of time. And some, That's yes. perfect. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, all the dentists should know about this. That would be something they say, pray this prayer, and when you're done, you're done brushing your teeth. That'd be great. That'd be great. It would be a Catholic dentist prayer. Yeah, absolutely. We know a couple <laughs> Catholic dentists. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're so glad to be with you again this morning here on Real Presence Live. We've got some some wonderful guests talking about Scripture talking about St. Teresa of Calcutta, who's just a, a powerhouse saint, and, and how we can, we can connect with her on a, uh, on a deeper level um, in her thirst for Jesus, how, how that thirst can become our own. Um, we've got a, a talk about, it's, it's farming season, right? We live in farming country around the upper Midwest, and uh, you know we've, we've had some interesting weather over the past few months, and, um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about farming. And, and how our faith can be sustained uh, when looking through the lens of, of farming and all that farmers um, go through each year. You know, every year is, I, I, I help a farmer out with beet season in the fall and uh, you know, every year is something different. You just never know. And so uh, we're going to have the gift of, of talking with one of the farmers about uh, his faith life and, and, and how the Lord works through what he does. And then uh, we have a, a special guest. I say special because she's my wife on at the end of the show. And we're going to talk about um, the gift of children and a, a special journey that her and I have, have been on um, throughout the past seven years. So we're very excited to, uh, to visit with all of our wonderful guests about these, these great topics here um, over the next couple hours. And we're glad to be with you. So um, let's go ahead and get into our first guest. We have Steve Doran on, and uh, he works with his wife, Sharon Doran. To provide us with the Seeking Truth Bible Study, heard Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Central, right here on Real Presence Radio. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the, the advent of this, this Bible study, how it came about, um, his role in it, and uh, where you can hear it, and, and some of the things coming up. So, Steve, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. Uh, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. My, my pleasure, an honor and a blessing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I also understand you're a newly ordained deacon for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Is that correct? That's correct. My rookie card is really valuable, I think. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, just ordained about six weeks ago. It's been a wonderful blessing. Um, we did a couple baptisms this past weekend, uh, preached at Mass, and, and no, it's, it's, it's just been, it's been huge. Really, really a blessing in my life. So they're breaking you in nice and slow. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> no, no, it's great. We uh, we've got a fantastic pastor and wonderful, vibrant parish, and and um, so no, it's been wonderful. I do a lot of work at the, the chancery level for the diocese too. Um, so so it's it's just a it's I don't know. God's really been um, really generous, and I'm trying to to do my best to to say yes to him. Mm, that's great. So we're having you on to talk about Seeking Truth Bible Study this morning. For those who maybe haven't heard about it, give us a little bit of a, a background into uh, why it's called Seeking Truth and uh, how it came about. Well, thanks. Um, so we're now in our 12th year um, of Seeking Truth. Um, you know, the name really came in prayer and discussion. Um, I remember Sharon and I were just uh well, I'll even back up one step. How did it even come about? And then the name will come out about that. So for a number of years, uh, my wife, Sharon, who's really a, you know, I'm, I'm biased, obviously, but a really gifted, talented, uh, blessed um, 
uh, speaker, teacher. Uh, that's really her charism is teaching. She she taught uh, at the high school level. She's taught at the university level, and so teaching is is really her 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 gifting, her charism. And so when we moved to Omaha a number of years ago, she um, was teaching an ecumenical Bible study, and really loved that. And um, and it was it was flourishing with God's uh, provisions. And um, the Archdiocese of Omaha reached out to her and said, "Hey." You know what you're doing in the uh, ecumenical world. We would love if you could help us. You know, break open scripture. You know, uh, for the for the Catholic audience here, in particular here in, in Omaha. Catholics are very Omaha is a very Catholic community. There's a lot of Catholics here in Omaha. Many schools, high schools, grade schools, and that was just like a, an answer to a deep desire of her heart. You know, because you know, so that she could really break open scripture in 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 its fullness. You know, incorporating you know the entire canon of Scripture, uh, the lives of the saints, you know, magisterial teachings, the catechism. So you know, really, uh, the sacraments. You know, really being able to approach Scripture uh, in its fullness. And so, uh, through discernment, which was very quick, <laughs> she said, "Of course, I'd love to do that." And so, so that's how the the, the, the fledgling Catholic Bible study here in town came about. And and in her generosity. Um, you know, it was at a time when I really hadn't studied Scripture much at all myself. She invited me along, which was, you know, one of the greatest gifts she's ever given me is the invitation to join her in this in this ministry. And and so um, I said with a little, you know, trepidation, sure, yeah, I'll come along with you. And um, so that's how it began uh, at its at its inception. And and I just remember we were. Just going through, talking, praying. I think we were even just driving the car one day when um, the name "Seeking Truth" just came out, and and it really struck a chord with us because I mean, what you know, the source of all truth, you know, is 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 Christ, and and what are we here to do? We're here to seek Him, and and all we do, think and say, and so it just seemed to be um, just a natural thing for the name "Seeking Truth," and it's become our, you know, it it it. it, it it, it really it guides us in our thinking and and what we do. So so yeah, that's how the name came about, and that was kind of the the early stages of of what uh, seeking truth uh, has grown into. Wow, that's great! Thanks so much for uh, for sharing that background. I think it's always great to yeah. know the background because the Lord, right? He ha- he has different ways of introducing ideas and and bringing things up, and uh, so you know understanding that uh, he calls us. And, and I, I think what's really important here is that you guys were open to, to that call. And um, obviously it, it came through the, the archdiocese, but, but saying yes and uh, being able to help so many people is, is such a wonderful thing. I, I'm sure you've seen you know, the, some, some pretty significant impacts uh, with, with seeking truth in the archdiocese. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that, Deacon. Yeah, uh, so when we started, we... Our our boys were going to the local um, Creighton Preparatory School, and we had a relationship with the the president there. And we had coffee with him one morning. and said, "You know, would you be willing to open up your your campus for us to host a Bible study?" And and he said, "Well, how many people do you think are going to show up?" He said, well, I, "I don't know. Maybe a couple dozen, if we're lucky. Who knows?" And he said, "Sure, why not?" And so he opened his doors and. 
we had 250 people, and and it was just bursting at the seams, and it ended up being a huge blessing for the school. You know, so we met there as at Creighton Prep, and it was really, I think, a safe place for um, a neutral place for people throughout the city, and I think a, a place where even men could, you know, felt comfortable. It's an all-boys school, and so so that was the, the early uh, part of that, just meeting there. And, you know, early on, I, I recognized that uh, Sharon's way of presenting is, is very visual. It's very, um, you know, uh, fast-paced. And, and so I thought, well, we should probably be recording this, you know, for our class members so that they can go back and listen or watch again. And, and, um, and so that ended up being a large part of my role initially was, was kind of the technical side of things of recording and monitoring the website. And from there, it just, it, it just started to blossom. And, and people, you know, in other parts of Nebraska and then throughout the world started watching and listening, and we developed parish programs, you know, throughout the United States, um, individual online learners, which now are in the thousands. Um, we added a podcast just six months ago. We just had a 10,000 download just within six months. So, you know, God's grace, it's really grown. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, this isn't anything we planned out. That wasn't, we didn't have some sort of you know, ten-year vision or anything like that. This is just you know, listening to God, trying to be docile, and and listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and 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 with His help and His grace, it's continued to grow. And we're in our twelfth year now, and we're just opening up our registration for our live class for next year, and and uh, just excited to be back in person. We were meeting virtually last year with Zoom, and it actually worked really well for our classes. So, so you know, again, God provides in all situations. So, so that's where it's where it started and where it's going and where it ends. Who knows? I mean, that's. We, we whatever God wants, we'll we'll try to be open to whatever His will is for us. Excellent. If you just joined us, this is Real Presence Live. Steve Swanskowski here, along with Brandon Clark, and uh, we are visiting with Deacon Steve Doran from oh, well Omaha, Nebraska, in the Archdiocese of Omaha, Nebraska, and we are talking about the Seeking Truth Bible Study, which you can hear right here on Tuesday nights at eight thirty p.m. We're about to launch the Gospel of Luke coming up June 15th, and so inviting you to check that out. Talking a little bit about the beginning of this story. We're going to take a break, but on the other side of the break, we want to come back and talk a little bit about, uh, Deacon Steve, you talked a little bit about charism. You threw out some words, charisms, um, and even the phrase breaking open scripture, which I think is an interesting uh, a phrase that maybe we should delve into a little bit on the other side of the break. So, folks, we're going to talk a little bit about charisms, breaking open scripture. What does that mean? But you're listening to Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, 
please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, everybody. This is, as he just mentioned, Real Presence Live. Steve Splonskowski here along with... Brandon Clark. And we are talking about the Seeking Truth Bible Study. We're actually right now wrapping up the Gospel of Luke. And starting June 15th, you can listen in for beginning the book of Genesis. Um, that's Tuesday nights at 8.30 p.m. You also can look up the podcast at realpresenceradio.com or check it out live again at Tuesdays. Well, not live, but on the air, Tuesdays, 8.30 p.m. It is recorded. But uh, check that out, Seeking Truth Bible Study. We are visiting with Deacon Stephen Doran, who is the husband of Sharon Doran, um, and also a deacon. Sharon is the teacher of the Seeking Truth Bible Study, and he's also a deacon in the Archdiocese of Omaha. Uh, just before the break, we kind of talked about the origin of Seeking Truth Bible Study and how it got started with uh, one of their one of their first uh, Bible studies. Two hundred fifty people just showed up to break open Scripture, um, and I want to talk a little bit about that phrase, uh, Deacon Steve. Good morning again. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming back with us. Let's talk about that phrase, breaking open Scripture. What what does that mean to you? You know, it it is a good vision, uh, visual. I think you know the idea of breaking open bread, or even even you see a a a book, a new book, and you kind of break the binding when you open it up. And so there's this um, this idea of being able to approach the Bible and and open it up in a way that um, uh, now becomes alive in your life it becomes uh how you how it becomes integrated in 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 what you think and say throughout the day and and truth be told i think for for some people you know scripture is uh, can be intimidating uh at least initially that where do you start what do these books mean and uh, how do we understand all this and you know should i just start with page one and go to you know the end of uh, revelation and and so i think what what I mean by breaking open Scripture is to, where Sharon will take a particular book of the Bible and go through it at um, a high level of detail, but yet um, uses what I would call, or not what I call, but what is called a canonical approach, where, you know, you might be studying uh, Genesis, for example, but we're going to be in the Gospels, we're going to be in Paul's letters, we're going to be in the Psalms, because, 
you know, uh, the script, the scriptures are meant to be looked at as a whole, not not a not a collection of individual books, but as a as an entire canon of, of scripture. That's where the word canonical comes from. So we look at the Bible in its entirety, not in little fragments. And so, so that does require some some time and preparation, uh, where where Sharon will will gather information from all the various sources within scripture, but also you know, from magisterial teachings, the lives of the saints, uh, the catechism. And so, so breaking open in that sense of making accessible, bringing, uh, bringing it uh, open into the light, uh, making uh, something that maybe might at first glance be intimidating, making something that you love and you, uh, enriches your life and informs how you think and how you act and especially how you pray. You know, it's interesting that phrase, too, breaking open. I'm just noticing here again that you're a practicing neurosurgeon which I'm guessing you're a very detailed person, especially with that yeah, kind of work. Yeah. And breaking open Scripture would be kind of in the sense of really digging in um, and getting right. into the, the very details. I, I, does Talk about that a little bit in your own person. I just love how the Lord, you know, grace builds upon nature, and the Lord is building upon your own gifts. And you mentioned earlier that your wife's charism is teaching but you're married, and so there's a complementarity to the charism. So talk a little bit about how the Lord is using your charisms and are also helping you discern your charisms and how others can, you know, see that in their life, too. Well, that's a, that's a good question, and I think the, the operative word there is discern. Um, sometimes as a neurosurgeon, I have to decide. You know, I have to decide whether this um, uh, particular person needs surgery or what type of surgery, and, 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 and which is... I have to be decisive if there's something happening, um, you know, unexpected during surgery. So that's one thing is to decide, and we naturally do decide things. But discernment's a different process, and you know, it's steeped in a lot of spirituality. Various um, spiritual masters, uh, Ignatius in particular, you know, really uh, stresses the importance of discernment. And, and discernment is a, is a it's a process. It's it's involved with prayer. It's involved with, you know, especially with your spouse discussion. And it's a it's something that takes time to unfold. And and so discernment is was is was critical in my life and 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 what I encourage anybody to do when they're looking at um, how God wants to work in their lives or how they think God's working in their lives is to not just to decide but to discern what that is and and prayer is is the cornerstone of the discernment process. So, but you know as you mentioned, you know grace built upon nature, and so um, you know the discernment process for me is um, of my involvement with the Bible study was the recognition of. I, you know, I kind of like technical things. I like cameras and videos. I like learning new technical things. And so um, the discernment for me was to, you know, hey, I think I can help in this way to make um, these, these lectures uh, accessible to other people who can't necessarily attend the class. And, and then also part of that discernment was, you know, helping uh, with uh, organization, but also with, with leading small groups that I, I really enjoy I mean, part of my role is also leading small groups at these. And so, you know, walking alongside a smaller group of people as we go through the study questions, you know, things like that. So, so yeah, I, I think, um, you know, organization and all those types of things are, are I've been gifted with, but, but discerning how those particular gifts are used was a, was a process of, of prayer and discernment. Deacon, I think it's great that we're going to be starting with Genesis 
um, tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow is June 15th. Uh, again, that you can listen to that right here on Real Presence Radio um, at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. And I think about last uh, or yesterday's gospel reading um, and, and how the Lord talked about the, the mustard seed, right? One of the smallest right. of all the seeds, and yet it becomes one of the largest of all the plants where, where the birds, they, they have branches to rest on and, and raise their own. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's interesting for, for those who maybe have never studied Scripture before to be starting at the beginning, right? To be starting with the creation. And and I think about that in terms of our, our own hearts, right? Our, our own hearts could even be a, a mustard seed at this point. And, you know, what, what a good time to to jump in and what a good time to allow that, that mustard seed, right? Allow our hearts to grow in Scripture from the very beginning. I wonder if you can speak a little bit to that and what people will be hearing when they tune in for the, the beginning of, of Genesis and, and over the next couple weeks? Well, first of all, I love, 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 love Genesis. I mean, it's all good material, right? It's all good stuff. Wow, Genesis is, I mean, if you had to pick one, well, I would never ask somebody to pick just one, one book of the Bible, but if you had to, uh, Genesis, wow. Because, you know, first of all, it's, it's, it, it, you have to understand what Genesis is. It's an allegory, you know, beautiful poetic allegory, but within that are super profound, rich truths about our faith, you know, and in all areas of our faith. And, and it's just this beautiful narrative of humanity. You see the stories, the narratives that are just really, it just cast light and shed understanding of who we are in our humanity and how we got to be who we are and where we were but, and where we want to get back to, you know. You know, before the fall, when we were just uh, in, in full glory with the, with the Father, you know, that's where we're going to be heading back towards. So it just, man, everything you can imagine about our faith is, is you know, contained with there. Even Genesis 3.16, the, the, the proto-evangelium, the first gospel, talks about Mary crushing the head of Satan, you know, and, and so you're just going to find so much. And, and I, I, I think it's the best place to, to start because, you know, if you, get, if you don't get the beginning right, you know, you're not going to get the end right either. And so it's really foundational, fundamental for our understanding of the gospels. You know, the gospels were written in, you know, and, and at the first century, you know, Palestine, and, and this was their scriptures. You know, Genesis was fundamental. So for us to understand the writers of the Gospels and the, and the letters, you have to understand where they came from. You have to understand what was in their minds and in their thinking. And, and there's so much typology within it, you know, that so many things in Genesis point towards, you know, towards Jesus, like um, Adam, uh, the, uh, and then Jesus, the new Adam, you know, Eve mm-hmm. and Mary, the new Eve, and, or how, how Joseph is typology for Jesus, or even Joseph, uh, Jesus' father. And, and, you know, typology is where uh, figures or events in the Old Testament uh, become fully unveiled and revealed in the New Testament. They, they point towards future events that, that become fulfilled. And so, so Genesis is chock full of typology and, and uh, points towards so many uh, fundamental truths of our faith. You know, the theology of the body from by uh, St. Uh, John Paul was steeped in Genesis. His whole understanding of the anthropology of human uh, nature, human sexuality in particular, is rooted in Genesis. So, man, if you haven't, if you haven't started Scripture, start here. This is the place to start. It's fantastic. I love the, the phrase here you're talking about, uh, Deacon Steve. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, we are talking about the uh, Seeking Truth Bible study that airs right here on Tuesday evenings at 8.30 p.m. And Deacon Steve is uh, the facilitator and co 
uh, what co-coach or co-teacher with uh, Sharon Doran, who is the teacher mm-hmm. um, of this class in, uh, on the air. You're ta- we're talking about going back to the beginning. A little bit about uh, that, too, in a teaching style. You know, a lot of times for people, you know, we've heard Scripture, but going in and breaking open Scripture, and, and you're throwing out phrases like uh, the Proto-Evangelium, um, typology, and, and you're explaining it afterwards. But is there a, in teaching and, and, and inviting people into Scripture, uh, what kind of approach do you suggest, and what kind of approach do you take to try to invite people in? I'm thinking if you say, okay, we're going to talk about the proto-evangelium, and people are going to go, right. whoa, yeah. what's Th- that their mean? Eyes will be, yeah, their eyes will glaze over, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so, yeah I mean, I mean so, so that's one thing that Sharon does so well, is that she takes these theological concepts, and I, I'll use the word again, breaks them open. So when we say, you know, pedagogy, what does pedagogy mean? Well, that means how you teach, what's your style, or... And so when we say God's pedagogy, how does God teach himself or reveal himself to us? So, so she does a beautiful job of taking these concepts, you know, and, and, uh, and explaining them in, in context. You know, we've, we've heard the word concupiscence. What the heck does that mean? Well, you know, what is concupiscence? Well, it means our, our, our inclination to sin. And where does that come from? It comes from the fall, you know, and all these things, these, these high theological concepts that then get broken down, opened up in, in a way that I say, that the, the listener can say, oh, okay, I get that now. I see what you're saying. And so these words become, you know, familiar. And, 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 and so people are no longer intimidated by, by certain concepts or words, because I think it is important. We don't want to dump things down, right? We don't want to water down the faith. You know, I, uh, uh, Bishop Barron is always saying that, don't dumb down the faith, you know? And, and so I think it's what, what's so good about Seeking Truth is that because it takes things you know, each book, a line-by-line line, look at each book, you can get really detailed and really uh, open up these concepts and, and demystify things and really inform and teach people and, and, and not water it down, not, not making it some, you know, superficial um, understanding, but really enrich people in a really powerful, uh, deep manner. Excellent. Well, Deacon, Steve, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We do have to um, take a break here and head on to our next conversation, but we're looking forward to uh, listening to Seeking Bible, the Seeking Truth Bible study here on Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. And uh, thank uh, Sharon for us, for all the I work will, that I she's will. doing. And, and thank you so much for, for your uh, ministry and for saying us to the Lord. Thank you. Thanks for having us, and thank you for hosting us. Absolutely. Deacon Steve Doran, we are talking about the Seeking Truth Bible Study again, heard right here on Real Presence Radio on Tuesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Folks, we're going to step away from the mic for just a minute, but on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and talk about a chaplet written in honor of St. Teresa of Calcutta. It's written right here in our area, the Upper Midwest, uh, written by Father Michael Schneider. He's going to join us and talk to us about this chaplet in honor of St. Teresa of Calcutta. You don't want to miss this. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 